Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Get out and get social in the bar and family-friendly bistro at the Devonport Country Club, Tasmania Talks. It's time for Mike's Soapbox. It's your station, it's your say. Call now on 1300 00 Dennis in Wynyard, good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. How are you? All right, good to talk to you. This sounds like a fabulous idea. Please explain, as Pauline Hansen would say. Yeah, well, just a little thing. It's, uh, because of the weather at the moment, we were go- I was going over for my battalion reunion this weekend at Halls Gap, but we've had to put it off because no one can get there. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. You know, yeah. Moama, Chuka, all those rural roads where a lot of fellas will be coming in from just can't make it, you know. Mm. Uh, and I feel so sorry for a lot of people over there, as we all would. Uh, given what we've had here, mate, this is just a, you know, a fiddle in the pond from what they've got over there. We, we had 120, mil, 120 mils here last week in about 24 hours, and the river came up and flattened the fence. But, you know, that's nothing for what they're going through. Well, they've also, yeah, a, a body's been found as well in the water. So, I mean, it's getting worse. Oh. It's not good over there oh. at the moment. You'll hear more about that on the news, I know. But, um, yeah, look, I, I wish them the very best. But I, I tell you what, I'm very grateful for the uh, volunteers. But you had an idea in regard to uh, to burning off because you were listening, obviously, before to, uh, to my chat with Jeremy Smith, the regional oh, chief was, of TFS, yeah. yeah. Yeah, some of the reaction we have to this burning activity at the moment is a bit like it's a lot more it makes a lot more sense to put a fence at the top of the cliff than the valley down in the river down in the you know ambulance down in the valley. Now we're getting very focused on more planes, more fire trucks, more this, more that, more that. But that's after the horses bolted. And as David Bowman, Professor David Bowman said, we're heading to a stage where fires will be uncontrollable and we will not be able to amass the resources to manage them. So that brings me back, Mike, to what is referred to as cool land burning. Mm. Now, we're trying to get um, myself and um, particularly Harold Riley from Sheffield and many others are trying to get this practice of the Indigenous ancestors that manage the forest floor or the growth under the trees by reduction activity. Now, be it by burning or whatever means it may have used, probably burning in those days um, to manage the fuel source that's going to ignite the fires to the tea troughs and have them spread. Mm. Now the cool land burning technique is not new. It's very new to the European settlement because when the Europeans came out here in the 1830s or whenever it was, they saw that the forest was quite clear of undergrowth and they accepted that as being natural. So the English, they came out here and they couldn't understand how the trees shed the bark and not the leaves, where they'd come from a country where the trees shed the leaves and not the bark. So they thought that that's the, what they saw as the understory was natural. So they let, they let it go. And, of course, they drove the indigenous occupants um, into other corners. And um, it is now that 75% of what grows underneath the trees didn't exist in 1930 because it was a managed landscape. Um so that was brought about to me as a little fella uh, in the early 60s when Leo Cripps, who was the municipal fire officer for the Clarence Council, as it is now with the Clarence Commission, it was, mm. he took prisoners in groups, uh, or corrective service people, if you like, whatever is politically correct now, but anyhow, prisoners in those days, into the Mian Ranges, and they raked around the bottom of the trees, and then they burnt a bit. And then they raked a bit, and they burnt a bit. Now, this was a regular activity. Right. Yeah, 
and in 1967, the Million Rangers never caught a lot. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating. You obviously know your history, Dennis, and uh, as a young fellow that you were. So they raked around the trees and in Burnaby. Yeah, cool land burning. I've only heard about it. I haven't seen it and haven't heard a lot about it. I've only heard yeah, a little bit. But We're practising it quite a bit. It's very yeah, difficult to get the authorities on side. The other thing, too, about that, Mike, I think the fact that we're not cool land burning and providing a food source in the forest for our native animals is, is compliment not complimenting, but adding to our roadkill because they're coming to the road edges to find something to eat. There's nothing in the bush that they can eat because they can't get at it. They don't eat bracken and briars and all this whatever's growing out there, but they yeah. did eat the forest floor before when it was covered in grass. God, you know? and, and if you, you forwarded on uh, the, your ideas and thoughts and hopefully we'll get to someone involved in this because I know that uh, I'll try and have a chat and forward it on too and see how we go. I, I like the idea. Anything that helps helps reduce the risk come summer. What we what I'd like to do, Mike, and I'll make this arrangement with you or Jackie, is get Harold Riley on the on the radio with you from Sheffield. He's an expert in this field and has been for over thirty years, and he runs workshops to people on how to do it. Harold Riley. Harold Riley. He's about eighty odd, um, and a very very interesting fellow with an indigenous background. All right. Thank you indeed. Will do. Dennis, uh, appreciate that. Good idea, good thought, and I'm glad to, you're listening in. Harold Riley, we'll do our best. Thanks very much, Mike. See you later. All right. Good to talk to you, uh, Dennis, in Wynyard uh, with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.